0: Hi, I'm Debbie Pollack, the sexy American girlfriend from Sixteen Candles, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond.
1: On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now... Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak Welcome aboard for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak and this is episode 333 of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV or music industry. This week, from 16 Candles... Debbie Pollock is going to be joining us. She played Lumberjack, that sexy girlfriend of Long Duck Dong. That's right. <laughs> she's going to be here. And uh, we're going to be talking about the 16 Candles and also about her other shows. And she's got some great stories to tell. So be sure to stick around for that. It's a great show coming up, so I hope you're going to stick around. And if you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. And remember to catch me on K E S. TAM 1450 in the San Francisco Bay Area on Saturday mornings with the Real to Real crew on about 815 and that's uh, when I give a little report about what's going on around in the world of movies and everything else so uh, we chat about a lot of stuff check it out if you're in that area or you can go online and stream it if you want but uh, of course you can always go to onscreenandbeyond.com and get all kinds of episodes uh, in fact all 334 episodes of OnScreenAndBeyond beyond are right there for you to take and listen to and hear your favorite people tell their favorite stories about their work and what they've done over the years as far as movies tv music it's all there check it out and you can also go to iTunes. If you go there, please leave a review. And it's time. We have to get right into it because we got a great show coming your way. A lot of things coming up. And it is time for Remake Madness. Right here on On Screen and Beyond.
0: Please try
1: again. Remake Madness. Well, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is reportedly loosely attached to the remake of TV's Baywatch. We'll see what happens with that one. And... A new Robin Hood movie is in the works over at Sony, but not just one. They're talking possibly of making a series of movies called Hood. That's what they're calling it at this time. We'll see what happens. And the Underworld films, about vampires and everything else, is slated for a remake. So we'll keep you informed on that. That's it for remake madness. Coming up next on On Screen to Beyond, we'll take a peek at what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, you can look for Christopher Lloyd to star in a film called 88, alongside Catherine Isabel. It's about a woman who shows up at a roadside diner with no idea where she is or how she got there. And Michael Ironside, you've seen him in a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies. And Scott Patterson will star in Liberty. Now, this is a film about a woman with special powers who escapes a secretive experiment And is pursued by federal agents. And you can look for Pamela Anderson and Russell Brand in Vernon God Little. Strange title right there. And uh, it's about, uh, it's a drama. It's about a Texas teenager whose friend goes on a shooting spree at a high school. I, I think that's a little bit of an odd combination and the title's a little weird, but We'll see what they do with it. That's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Taking you down to Sequel City because it's time for sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. Sequel City, well, a script is being worked on for Bad Teachers 2, which originally starred Cameron Diaz. I'm sure she'll be back for that one. And The Purge 3 is now in development over at Universal. And, of course, there's all that talk about Ghostbusters 3. I don't know if you've heard it, but uh, it's going to be an all-woman cast they're talking about. And uh, the originals may pop up. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, right now, it's going to feature all women for the Ghostbusters. Bill Murray says he is for it while Ernie Hudson is opposed to the idea. He says, why call it Ghostbusters if the Ghostbusters aren't going to be there? All right, that's what he says. That is it for Sequel City, coming up next on Screen Be on TV on DVD. TV on DVD, Dallas, the third and final season, will come to DVD on January 13th. And December 2nd, you can look for The Strain, the complete first season, which will make its way to DVD and Blu-ray on that date. And on December 30th, Banshee, the complete second season, lands on Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen be on, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? <laughs> Movies on DVD on December 2nd. Look for the 100-foot journey to land on Blu-ray and DVD. On December 9th, when the game stands tall, plows into stores. On December 9th also, Guardians of the Galaxy hits stores on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy. That is it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time, well, it looks like TNT has canceled Dallas, but there are many online petitions starting up to save the show. Linda Gray has even tweeted out, urging fans to help get the show back on the air. And Saturday Night Live veteran Jan Hooks passed away this week at the age of 57. And Danger Will Robinson, a TV remake of Lost in Space is in the works, hopefully going to be better than 1998's film remake that they did that wasn't uh, you know it didn't stay true they're saying that this is going to stay true to the original show we'll see you know you never know <laughs> what they say with that uh, when they say those kinds of things but we'll find out what happens lost in space great show if you want to see the original that's the thing to do all right that is it for tv time next on on screen to be on celebrity birthdays <laughs> We baked you a birthday
0: cake. If you get to me ache and you moan and groan and
1: woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity birthdays on October 12th. Hugh Jackman has turned 46. Kurt Cameron turned 44 and Susan Anton 64. October 13th, Sasha Barrett Cohen turned 42. And Maria Osmond turns 54, Paul Simon 72, October 14th, Usher is 35, and Roger Moore, James Bond, turns 86, October 15th, Penny Marshall, Laverne, turns 70, Tanya Roberts turns 58, and on October 16th, Angela Lansbury turns 88 years old, Suzanne Summers, 67, October 17th, Marco Kidder turns 65, and October 18th, Zach Efron turns 26, and Chuck Berry, 87, and Don Wells, who has been here at On Screen and Beyond several times, Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island turns 75 years old. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to talk about... Listener birthdays on October 16th, Lindsay in Liverpool turns 57. And on October 17th, Johnny Kay in St. Louis, Missouri turns 29. Happy birthday to all of you. I want to thank you for listening. If you would like to have your birthday or a friend's birthday or a relative's birthday said here on On Screen and Beyond, email that information to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We'll get yours on there. So. Get it out to me. Get it to me a couple weeks ahead of time so I have a little time to fit it into the show and everything. So that's it. That's it. And uh, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to be sitting down with Debbie Pollack to talk about her career and all the things she's done, including 16 Candles. It's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actress who was part of the classic film Sixteen Candles. She has also appeared on the soap opera Santa Barbara, St. Elsewhere, ER, American Horror Story, Desperate Housewives, and many other shows. And her name is Debbie Pollack. Debbie, welcome to On Screen and Beyond.
0: Hi, Brian. Thanks.
1: Debbie, being part of such a classic film... You know, Sixteen Candles, it is truly a film that we can call a classic.
0: It's true. Um, and it's kind of funny how it's developed over the years. When this film first came out, it wasn't that successful. Yet over the years, it's tremendous. It's- pardon me, gathered this tremendous kind of cult following, and it's really exciting to still be recognized and to be a part of it and to still go out and see fans and do film festivals. Um, It's really like a blessing in show business to have this kind of involvement with this kind of wonderful film.
1: Now, right now, people can't see, but we are in a beautiful old theater, and they're showing 16 Candles. And you were on stage just a few minutes ago with some of your past, uh, you know, stars in the film. Was it a surprise to you that Darren Harris was here?
0: Oh, my God, it was so exciting to see Darren. And the funny thing is, this is 30 years later, he looks exactly the same. I guess Darren is an advertising executive here in the San Francisco area. So he brought his wife and his daughters. And he came up and I it was just really, really exciting to see him.
1: First off, let's start off. How did you become part of this film?
0: An interesting story. I was a singer and dancer in New York City for many years, and I was doing a musical called How to Succeed in Business in Upper Montclair, New Jersey. I was wearing very tight, low-cut dresses. I was wearing a gigantic red wig, and I was talking in a voice like this. And at intermission, I got a card from a Universal casting director saying, I'm casting a movie. I'd like you to come audition. I thought it was a joke. I did call them. I went in, and Getty, I believe, was already cast in the role, and they basically said, the casting director said, just play. Just go in there and play with Getty. And we jumped on the furniture. We jumped on each other. We were rolling around all over the office. We were having a great time. And just a couple days later, I got the call that I was cast as the sexy American girlfriend for Long Duck Dong.
1: Now, did you know that it was being directed by John Hughes?
0: I did. I knew the name of the director, but I didn't know who he was, and I certainly had no idea what a prolific director he would become in his career.
1: Of course, Sixteen Candles was... One of your earlier films, correct?
0: Yes, it was actually my very first job in the Screen Actors Guild. It was. it was. Okay.
1: Okay. So, what had you been doing before that?
0: Before that, I was singing and dancing all over the country. I was actually a singer and dancer since I was a very young, uh, young performer. Um, I worked in New York City off Broadway. I worked in all the really large regional theaters and musicals and in uh, straight dramatic roles. And um, it was really kind of a shock to get that uh, business card at intermission in Upper Montclair, New Jersey. So
1: so acting was part of what you always wanted to be, I take it, because of what you were doing.
0: Oh, absolutely. I have curly hair. And when I was a four-year-old, maybe, I decided, and I told my mother that I was going to be the next Shirley Temple. And my mother immediately put me into singing and dancing class. um, And I actually a dancer for about 25 years of my life um, before I retired due to horrible knees and feet, as um, old dancers will tell you. And um, yes, it's something I've always wanted to do. And I've been very fortunate that um, throughout my career, even though I've gone in and out of the industry as a performer, I've always been in the entertainment industry in one way or the other.
1: Now, on stage tonight, you were with Getty. And Justin, have you seen either of them in the uh, you know over the years?
0: I haven't seen Justin Henry since he was eight years old, which is thirty years ago. Getty and I have remained friends for thirty years. When we lived in New York, when we live out here, we go have lunch and create quite a stir when we go out in public together. But we've actually become really, really close friends in the thirty years that we've known each other. Ah. And
1: now Getty was on the show a while back too, and. I talked with him, and he was telling me how he was actually so much older than the Molly and, and the rest of the people. How was it for you? Oh,
0: Brian, you're going to make a girl tell her age. <laughs> I, know, I
1: know. I'm trying to think of a way to put this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there were three distinct groups of people. There were the parents and the grandparents. There was a group of people that was Haviland Morris, Michael Chaufflin, Getty, myself, Blanche Baker. Um, we were all in our 20s. And then there were the young kids. So we only really interacted with the other age groups um, when we were on set. Oh, and occasionally in the bar when the grandparents and the parents were in there and some of us would struggle in there to have a cocktail.
1: What's some of the funnier things that happened on screen but off screen? You know, things that happened that didn't get put on film.
0: You know, it's really fabulous. John Hughes shot 16, 17, 18, 19 candles. He shot so many brilliant scenes that never made it into the final cut of the film. Um, There was a scene at that crazy party uh, at Jake's parents' house where Getty and I are in bed smoking a joint with the Hispanic housekeeper of the house. That was quite hilarious. And then there were other scenes that, um, oh, there was a scene where we went out and got a... um, to a drive in there 's a scene in the movie where you see Getty and I drop up to drop, drive up to drop Molly off, and there 's a drive in tray on the outside of the car. Nobody really explains where that came from. It came from a scene prior to that where we went to an all night hot dog stand in the middle of Chicago in the middle of the night and shot the most hilarious scene of all of us ordering hot dogs, hamburgers, french fries, and things of that nature.
1: Mm. So it's interesting. that They could probably make another film or bloopers film of Sixteen Candles if they wanted to.
0: Oh, my God. Getty and I have talked for years on how do we get this stuff out of the Universal Vault. I'm sure it's hysterical. <laughs> and you would think a
1: studio would take the opportunity to, you know, let's face it, they want more money.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I know that um, studios are motivated by their bottom line. But quite honestly, this became such a kind of a pure cult film. Um, I don't know that they ever wanted to kind of mess with it. I know that there are two versions. There's the version that they show in um, the theaters where there's a bit of nudity, and then there's the version that they show on television where there is no nudity at all.
1: On DVD, I'm just trying to think which version that they, they must have, the, the one with nudity. I'm sure.
0: Yes, absolutely. And my dear friend, Havelin Morris, would want me to say those are not her... Well, let's say there was a body double in the shower, <laughs> Haviland Morris and I, who played Caroline, uh, the girl who gets her hair cut, you know, in the door. Uh, she's another person who I've maintained this wonderful close friendship with for 30 years.
1: Now, do you have any other events that you'll be going to that you'd like to have them know about that are coming up in the next year or so?
0: As far as other screenings, right now, there's been there are some talks and negotiations going on, but we don't have anything on the calendar right now. Yeah.
1: Do you have a website or anything that people could check to, to keep up to date on what's going on?
0: I have a Facebook page, Debbie Pollock Actress page. Um, I do post a lot of things that where we are, what we're doing, and a lot of pictures. A lot of fans send me wonderful, wonderful pictures. I always post them on my actress page on Facebook.
1: Good. they can check there.
0: There's one other thing I do that I, I would really love for the listeners to know is that when you're in a film like this and people come up and say hello, it is so heartwarming. Yeah. It is so, so appreciated. And every single person that comes up to me and says, Are, were you in 16 Candles? I'd ask them if I can take their picture. <laughs> and I take their picture and I post it on my Facebook page because I have a whole group of pictures called the Sexy American Girlfriend's Friends.
1: Now, uh, Sixteen Candles, of course, that's a huge film, and uh, we talked quite a bit about it. But uh, the rest of your, your acting career, you've, you've done quite a, quite a few uh, TV shows. And...
0: I've been very fortunate, yes. I actually was out of the industry for a while while I raised my children, and I returned about five years ago to full-time acting. Um, I've been really lucky. I was in the last episode of Desperate Housewives, and the most recent thing I did was a wonderful show called Getting On, which is on HBO, which is absolutely hysterical, wonderfully written, and probably the best actors I've ever worked with in my life.
1: And I noticed you were on American Horror Story. That show creeps me
0: out. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Brian. I did not watch the episode I was in because... I'm a scaredy cat, and I could not stand to watch the episode.
1: <laughs> did Did you watch any of that that season of uh, the show, American Horror?
0: Story? No, I did not.
1: <laughs> I, if, if you get creeped out, you don't want to. <laughs> I mean, it is a.
0: But I have to tell you, I do think it's one of the most amazing televisions on television, and Brian Murphy is just a real visionary with what he created there.
1: Of all the shows that you've been on, is there anything that's special to your heart that you're, you're really glad that you did?
0: Absolutely. Um, I did an episode of St. Elsewhere. Um, this was many, many years ago where the, first, the whole first scene was me delivering a baby. And it was kind of coincidental because I had had a baby about five months before that. Do you have time for this story? Sure. I'll make hey, it fast.
1: No, take your time. That's um,
0: what we're here for. I, Mark Tinker was the director on the show. Um, and I went to Mark and I said, I live very close by the studio. I'd like to go home and nurse my baby. And he said, you're nursing a baby? And I said, yes. He said, can we use your baby? I said, well, my baby was 10 pounds, 3 ounces when he was born. He's not going to look like a newborn. He said, sure. And then he said to me, would you nurse on camera? And I was thinking, sure, why not? What am I going to say? No to Mark Tinker. I'm thinking, it's a boob, it's television, what are they going to show? I actually, they actually rewrote the script so that there was supposed to be at the end of the scene the mother nursing the baby. And it was very interesting because they brought babies to my trailer that I had never seen before, and they basically said to me, let's see who's hungry. Really? (laughs) I ended up nursing someone else's baby in the trailer And as soon as they found out that somebody else, and, you know, I was freaking out because I'm looking down going, that's not my kid. (laughs) Then what happened was, is we went to the set to shoot it. And apparently word had gotten to the attorneys at MTM at the time, and they shut down production because there was no contract for this and it never got on television. But what you do see on the episode of St. Elsewhere is you see that beautiful little baby, her name was Taylor, trying to eat her way through my body stocking because she knew why she was there and she couldn't understand why that wasn't happening.
1: Wow. Now that that's an interesting story. <laughs> you don't hear that all the time.
0: You don't hear that all the time. <laughs> but I was almost the first woman to breastfeed on television. <laughs> wow. That's
1: interesting. Now, I'd like to finish up with two final questions, and it's got nothing to do with your acting it's more when you sit back and relax and you watch tv if you watch tv and if you watch movies what are your favorite tv shows now and of the past and what are your favorite movies now and of the past
0: oh that's such a hard question know. <laughs> um, you know i have to say saint elsewhere was a huge huge favorite um, hill street blues was a huge favorite Right now, I think Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad and um, so many shows that are not on the network television, on, more on cable television and on, and oh, Orange is the New Black. I mean, there's amazing shows being written nowadays. As far as movies, I have many, many favorite movies, but I will tell you my favorite movie of all time is It's a Wonderful Life.
1: It's a classic.
0: It's yeah. a classic. Yeah. And I will admit, I watch it sometimes when it's not Christmas time.
1: <laughs> well, we actually had um, Zazu, the, the, the little girl in the, in the film. And, I can't, and off the top of my head, I can't remember what her real name is, but she was on the, fil- on the show one
0: time. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's great. Yeah.
1: Well, Debbie, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us here, and I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Brian. This was great fun.
1: Debbie Pollock, what a great lady. I want to thank her so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with me here at On Screen and Beyond and share with us and let us know all the things she's done. Appreciate it very much. And if you get a chance, check out 16 Candles because it's a, it really is uh, one of the new classics. Okay, so uh, check that one out. And that's about it. We've got uh, a lot of things going on. And uh, if you want to know more, you can join us on Facebook. Go to uh, You can go to On Screen and Beyond, go right down to the bottom of the first page, and we've got a link that'll take it right uh, right to there. And uh, you can sign up and, you know, get on with us and everything. And if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, Saturday mornings at 8.15 in the morning, I am on KEST AM 1450 with the Real to Real crew. We uh, talk about uh, movies and everything else. It's a lot of fun. We just have a good time. And you can check them out. And also, if you are online, you can, uh, if not in the San Francisco Bay Area, you can go online because they stream it, I guess. So check that out. Let's see. I guess that's about it. we get some fascinating guests coming your way next week. And, uh, of course, every week we have them. If you have a friend, tell them about On Screen and Beyond because all over the world, more and more people are listening each week. And uh, it seems, of course, like I say, the United States is always the, the biggest listenership for us. But uh, it, it for a while it was China second, and then it was Germany second, and now England has moved up into second place, and uh, things bounce around there. So uh, keep telling people we love hearing uh, emails, getting emails from people, and hearing about how they listen to on screen and beyond, and we really appreciate it. And uh, let's get it get it all over the world. All right, and that's about it. Until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.